Okay, 7.36 at News Talk 1400 DWS. Dave Gentry, C.W. Greer, and esteemed local attorney J. Stephen Beckett with us this morning. Steve, how are you, sir? I am fine. It's great to see you guys on this uh, beautiful Monday spring morning. It is at that. You know, it was a lot different Saturday than it was yesterday. Yeah. It's nice to have uh, some nice weather. When it goes back to kind of wintry stuff, you're just like, why? This just doesn't seem fair. I don't know. Um, Spring has always been my favorite season, uh, particularly this time of year, right around Mm -hmm. Easter. It's it's like a season of hope. Mm -hmm. Sure, it is. Of of, uh, potential growth and something to look forward to after, you know, a dismal winter. And uh, CWA and I were just talking about what a dismal year yeah. this it really last year has, has been. been. So. It really yeah. has been. Well, what do you think is going to happen this week? We've got all this stuff going on. We have. I'm a little confused about where we are with vaccines right now because on one hand they're telling you, yeah, we got plenty, and then on others they're saying, well, we don't have quite enough to I, fill the bill. On right. the that? Uh, I have uh, the same uncertainty yeah. that you do. So. Those of us, at least in my age bracket, who've had their second shots yeah. have this feeling of peace that, you know, sort of oh, settled yeah. down. That's true. You know, and, and uh, you know, satisfaction. I don't know what the right word is, but uh, in, at least we feel right. At least we feel like we're moving forward, moving forward. You do. That's yeah. how you but feel then, when you, you know, get you still think one. like you, you want to plan summer family events and you've got, you know, I've got grandchildren who mm-hmm. are teenagers and younger. And uh, what about them? You know, so they're they're not going to have their vaccinations or when are they going to have their vaccinations? And so it's uh, there is that uncertainty. Well, and then there's some colleges now that are saying, hey, we want everybody to have their shots before they start school this fall. It certainly makes certainly makes sense. Yeah, it uh, does. It would take some of the pressure off of the of the the kind of regimen like we had uh, uh, in this past year uh, at the University of Illinois. Well, what do you think about the George Floyd case that's supposed to get started today? Um, it's uh, I, I just I heard the fifty fifty year anniversary uh, the indictments return against the Kent State. Yeah, uh, that's right. Okay, mm-hmm. and so I'm, and I'm was trying to look years. at. Trying to look at, you know, sort of historical parallels. And, you know, you can sort of see um, the two sides of the case. Uh, on the prosecution side, it's a theory of um, police excesses, mm-hmm. and the excess use of police authority and the excessive use of force. And then on the defense side, on the police side, it is, I am trained. When certain circumstances come into play, these are the procedures that I am to follow uh, to protect myself as well as those surrounding me. I followed the procedures to a T. It was an unforeseen and unfortunate event. But then, of course, what you have going on outside the courtroom is that this trial has national significance because of these issues that are presented and my experience in life tells me that no one is ever truly satisfied by the results well you know they say the 27 million dollar settlement with the family right before the trial starts they said that wasn't such a hot idea 
The family seems okay with it, but other people are saying that. Well, the that's one of the uh, difficulties, I guess, that with having a parallel criminal justice system uh-huh. and civil justice uh, system. Uh, they don't often uh, or necessarily merge with each other. Um, criminal responsibility is supposed to be unique and separate and apart from civil responsibility, different burden of proof, uh, different consequences, etc. Um, and of course, if I was a criminal defense attorney, I would not want a jury who was aware of a, of a civil uh, judgment because someone is accepting responsibility and that would lead me to believe that uh, that a juror might be inclined to convict. Well, I mean, in theory, it seems like it negates the whole case, doesn't it? Well, uh, not really, because uh, criminal justice is meant uh, for uh, consequences for the individual who has criminal liability and a projection of conduct uh, measurement for those who may be similarly situated in the future, which we call deterrence. Um, So the issues aren't necessarily the same. Uh, Compensation for a civil loss, for example, a wrongful death, um, is that's I suppose that's one thing for the family, but it doesn't serve that larger purpose for society, um, which measures the conduct of the individual who caused the death. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Well, kind of. It does kind of, but it just seems to me you drop a whole big uh, $27 million, we're looking at a pretty big number here, mm-hmm. right before the trial starts. Boy, I don't know. It just it just seems unseemly to me, mm-hmm. but, but that's how well, it goes. Well, the, uh, the plaintiff's lawyers in that case don't feel the same way you do. Yeah, I know they don't. <laughs> I'm True. sure they don't. Well, the national ram- you, are, you mentioned that the national ramifications of this case of whether there's a guilty or not guilty verdict, whatever comes out of this is going to influence other cases, some pending, some future. Well, it, the the facts of the case have already mm-hmm. led to uh, this reflection on the structural organization of our police forces, uh, whether or not uh, officers at, on the beat are better able to respond to a situation like this than social workers, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're seeing that kind of measurement. So the case is already had those kinds of consequences. But the courtroom drama um, adds a sort of a larger measure. You know, it's, uh, uh, can you imagine at the time that uh, the Chicago 7 trial, mm. uh, 50 years later, would be made into a popular, uh, well-reviewed movie? Yeah, right. Yeah. It doesn't. Mm. But at the time, at the time, at least for, um, my society at the time, that was a big deal. The Chicago well, 7 trial it, was a big deal. Sure. The 68 Democratic Convention was a big deal. It mm-hmm. was a political system gone awry. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of a Vietnam War that a generation is questioning the government's, um, uh, you know, viability and liability for that war. Mm-hmm. It seems like in this country, every 50 to 100 years, we realign and that's kind of what we're seeing right mm-hmm. now, I think. Oh, I agree. Um, I, I have no way of predicting 
what the generation, which my age, you know, when I was in my early 20s at that time, mm-hmm. uh, where are they now? Now, I've got a grandson who's 18, um, but I, how do I predict that? I really don't know how he fits into this or what his generation, what they think. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What do you think about all the unionization efforts going on? Down well, south I think it's right I think it's interesting. I think there's a a pendulum uh, in society regarding uh, workforce uh, ethics, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it may be swinging back towards uh, recognition that unions do assist workers in, in uh, obtaining workers' rights and and benefits. Um, and uh, that's, in my view, that's a good thing. It, it kind of strikes me when I see some of the uh, uh, some of the things that the the company is saying, and you know, it it just seems like a lot of BS to me. <laughs> well, the only thing that uh, yeah, I suppose it it troubles many of us that while uh, so many workers suffered over this last year, that upper management seemed seems yeah. to have blossomed and flourished. Yeah, it is kind of strange, isn't it? Well, I was going to ask as well, we just saw a report a few minutes ago about Governor Cuomo and his actually his popularity is 53 percent approval rating. And they said it's starting to taper off his disapproval rating. Is he going to weather this storm of all this? What an incredible story. (laughs) Yeah. What an incredible story. He he um, looked to be the face of responsible government in in a time mm-hmm. of pandemic mm-hmm. and then this in, this entire drama of his uh, inappropriate uh, sexually harassing uh, behavior uh, pulled the rug out from under him and he went from uh, someone who was esteemed to someone who was in uh, disgrace um, but of course the the question is whether or not the governmental authority that has impeachment power there in New York will actually do anything about it that becomes political uh and so that's a different measure and it's all democrat versus democrat out yes there. it is yes it is well you know we had our we had our blagojevich true uh, that's true and that certainly uh that certainly was democratic as well as mm-hmm. republican mm-hmm. you know Part of that, and just an aside on Blagojevich, when they arrested him and did all the things they did, and the Republicans were kind of in charge of all that, that some of the statements that the prosecutor made were just... Uh, it was incredible. I thought I, they were way out of line. I, I, uh, I thought Abraham Lincoln was rolling over in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, good grief, really? Yeah. Okay. Any hope for the future, do you see? It's springtime. Well, there you go. They'll get out there and get planning pretty soon, and the countryside will start turning green, and it will be hope for. Well, it's all starting of us to. It's there. it's green now. <laughs> yes, it is. we've gone from brown to green, and yeah. it's going to get greener. That sounds good to me. Me too. Steve Beckett, thanks for your time this morning. We you bet. It's, it. uh, it's different coming in on a Monday. Uh, thank it you is. for uh, uh, accepting my we, schedule. We are here for you, Steve. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. We just want okay. you to know that. All right. We got more coming up here on DWS.